When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin, it's always game day in Cleveland. Hey, Ohio, with mobile sports betting now live, we know that it can be a bit overwhelming deciding on which sports book to use. That's why we wanted to tell you about BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop for all things sports betting related, from betting analytic trends to expert picks, head on over to BetQL, the BetQL app, or to BetQL.com to get informed and get your betting win streak started. Use code OHIO25 for your 25% off your first month. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sports book offers. All right, Daryl and I have just been chatting a little bit about the Cleveland Sports Awards, and the, and now I want to get into the Browns' impact into the Cleveland Sports Awards. You know, you already talked about Joe Thomas being the host. Uh, did you hear any stories? Did he tell any stories that we hadn't heard yet? The Manziel story I thought was funny. Yes, um, the, the 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 guys when he was in Las Vegas the day that he did not show up for the game, right? Yep, and he's I got actually saw guys. his boarding. This is funny. Like when I was working TV at the ABC, that somebody sent me his boarding pass. They took a picture of his boarding pass to let you know that he was actually in Vegas for that. It was, I was laughing so hard when I saw it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. Story. So the morning of the game, he's out in Vegas sending Snapchat messages to his teammates back in Cleveland while he's out partying. <laughs> so Joe told that story. Now that was a detail did not hear before. You know, we all, but that was it. a game where they said, stay home or what? I can't remember what or yeah, he was well, hurt. He, 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 he said he was uh, hurt. yeah, he said he was hurt and got on a plane and blew out the Las Vegas to party. And that ultimately like got him sent home for like the season, I think. But uh, him sending and Joe mentioned like not a great teammate, but a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's, right. The, he's the guy you want to party and do shots with and have a great time and Whatever, but when it comes to actually getting it done on the field, <laughs> that's a different story. People. You know, we, you know, he doesn't normally dive in. Like I, I think the last two or three times I've asked him about, you know, especially after he, he got inducted in the Legends Club, and and we all know what's you know what's probably coming here in two weeks when we find out who's going into the Hall of Fame. But um, I, I asked him that, how close were you to leaving? Story with Denver. And I just like, I remember going to the locker room thinking this is the last time we're going to see Joe Thomas. I, I probably talked to you 10 times that day. Um, but you know, I, yeah, but I never, I never heard the Peyton Manning part of it. Have you say that again? Like I, I remember sitting in the media room, uh, at the trade deadline and, you know, putting yep. together, Hey, the, the Browns are, you know, traded Joe Thomas to the Denver Broncos for a first round pick story, uh, because it felt like that it was going to happen. And then at the Joe, last minute, it? it came down to that. Yeah, right? and and at the last minute, nope, got scrapped. That's it. And I remember sitting there saying, "This poor son of a gun is going to be stuck here in Cleveland with this crap football team." But he and they ended up to, winning. like I never heard the 
Had you heard the part about Peyton Manning begging him to come there? I'd no, never heard that I had not heard about that. I had heard that he, Peyton had talked to Joe. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, he he colored in some of the lines uh, Wednesday night. And and then obviously the, the last game he won as a Cleveland Brown, the pierogi Prince of Parma, Jamie Meter, blocking that field goal against the then known as San Diego Chargers. Now the Los Angeles, nobody gives a crap about them in Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and that was the last game he ended up winning, right? Because then he gets hurt in uh, against Tennessee in 2017. And, you know, the Browns didn't end up winning a game. And that was it, you know, <laughs> that was it for him. So his That's career... crazy to think that was his last win. I didn't even think about yeah. that. And, and he, you know, joked, he goes, I mean, for, I, I know... In Cleveland, we joke about the you know Brown Super Bowls when they win games because they don't win a lot of games. But really, for us, that was like us winning the Super Bowl because we avoided 0-16 and uh, after losing our first 14 games. But his career is tragic, too. It's the biggest wasted career in the history of the NFL. I'm sorry. I, I'll say it. I mean, it is just so... What a waste. What a waste. What a great player and just never just, had the chance to go to the playoffs. And, and to people that play the way he never played in a play, like, it, look, he played a position that did not affect the scoreboard materially. He was not a skilled player. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Miles Garrett, um, I got asked uh, this week, you know, the difference between Joe Thomas and Miles Garrett. And I said, well, Miles Garrett can materially affect winning and losing. Because he plays a position that directly can impact the scoreboard. Joe Thomas did not. So I, you can't hold that against Joe that the Browns sucked for 10 of the 11 years that he was on the field because he not a skilled player, never touched the football. They can never run a tackle eligible guy, uh, play, I should say, for my guy 73. Of all the coaching staff, at least, De- at least Deacon got one, right? Yeah. Deacon got one. So. And was so we're we're talking to Joe and I I said is we're wrapping up in the lobby because obviously he had things to do. I said, so you're gonna thank all 24 quarterbacks that you blocked for? <laughs> and he said, Daryl, listen, we ain't got that kind of time. We got parties to get to, my friend. <laughs> That's funny. Are but, any other stories from any other stories from Joe? Yeah, well, but you know, Joe Hayden, obviously we talked to Joe about Joe. Right, uh, because they played together for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joe Thomas was established in the NFL. He's a couple-time Pro Bowler already. By the time the Browns drafted Joe Hayden in 2010, Hayden was here, I think, for six years through uh, 2015. Or I'm uh, sorry, uh, 2010. Yeah, to like 2015 when they they let him go, and basically, or I should say, 16. The summer of 16 because they had spared him uh the indignity of the the one in 31 to come um you know joe jerovicious same thing you know getting to to, to you know talk what do you have to say i thought that was an interesting just you know his daughter standout volleyball player uh in yeah ACL. yeah you know she she ultimately did not uh win uh that was the high school female athlete uh of the year but yeah, we you know we talked to him for a couple of minutes, and he just again because he was here when Joe Thomas was a rookie in two thousand seven, and you know 
you know, he talked about how you could kind of see it in, in Joe. You never want to put that on a rookie, but you could kind of really see that there was something there with Joe. And obviously when you mentioned Joe Thomas, consistency comes, comes up because the, the guy was just reliable. No, no matter what, you, it just seemed like it didn't matter the coach, the quarterback, the coordinator, the owner, the GM, who didn't matter who the hell those guys were. You looked out onto the field every Sunday. There was number 73 lining up at left tackle uh, to help the Browns take yet another beating. Um, and, and, but he didn't take the beating. He was like one of the few players beating up his opponents, basically, uh, on a regular basis. And that's why, and you know, we're going to be talking about this a lot this year in the year of Joe Thomas. Um, that That, to me, is why he's a Hall of Famer. He never quit on a team that he had every reason to quit on. And totally not only did he not quit on them, he played through injuries, some significant injuries. He played at a Pro Bowl level, Andy. It wasn't like, well, he's, you know, here's old Joe Thomas just, you know, limping his way back onto the field here to keep his sack streak alive. No, he played at the highest level. Rain or shine, win or lose, injured or healthy. And he did not want to leave Cleveland. And I just, that I just, he is someone that I will always respect because I got to be honest with you, Andy, if I was in his shoes, oh. I, I, I would have been like, Peyton, thank you, bud. Get, get me the M, you know what, out of here. I'm on the first, I'm booking my flight now. Thank you. You have saved me from the depths of hell. Not Joe. He stayed and God bless him. And I, I just, that, that's a hall of famer. When you, when you have every reason to quit, every reason to give up on your team, every reason not to show up week in and week out and perform at an elite level. Joe had it, and no one would ever have begrudged him for doing it, and he never did. That is his Hall of Fame as it gets. Ten straight Pro Bowls. I I lost count of his All-Pros. I think it was like five or six All-Pros, right? Um, yeah, so I really hope the voters get it right, and he does, in fact, become a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I got to believe He's getting in, and we'll find out in two weeks, man. It feels like the buzz is that way. Just a quick note on Joe Jarevicius uh, that you brought up and talked to. Joe has, uh, I forgot to tell you this, a couple weeks ago, actually before uh, more than a couple weeks ago, before the season even started, and we were doing these podcasts, he agreed to be on the podcast. So hopefully we'll have Joe up here pretty soon. I just got to send him a text. So Oh, okay. So Joe said he would be uh, he'd be open to being on the show, so I was excited about that too. I, I'm, just, I'm a big Jarevicius fan because I look back at uh, – <laughs> the one few time, the few times before they had actually beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs, where let's face it, Jarevicius, Edwards, and Winslow were probably the best wide receiving core or pass catching core the Browns have had since they came back in '99. Let's come back. We'll talk a little yeah. bit more about the Browns. Obviously, that's what we do on the show. Um, I also want to talk about the playoffs this week too. So he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on social media. That is uh, at Game Day CLE on both Instagram and Twitter. Back after this.